Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name is Kurt Robinson. And my name is Aaron Battle. So today we're talking about extraordinary abilities, freaks of nature, human beings who have abilities so unusual they might blow your mind into several million pieces. Yeah, I like to think of maybe developing these abilities. <laughs> you know, okay, may, they will actually develop your mind into several million pieces. Either way, you're going to separate the hemispheres of your brain, <laughs> reconstruct right. the neurons and the pathways and become a little abnormal, embrace the, the freakiness <laughs> of what nature might have given you. Cool, cool. Yeah, so we talk, we talk about some people who, who have the ability for, for total recall or eidetic memory who can think, think back to even 20, 24 years ago and six, six months and 36 seconds ago to exactly what happened on that date at that time and recreate it just as if it was happening today, um, seeing it in front of their face. And yeah. we talk about, we talk a little about telepathy, just a little evidence of, about telepathy, especially animal telepathy. And what else? Synesthesia. It's a cool one. The, the blending of the senses. Yeah, be, being able to uh, interpret the same electrical signals that your nose might have for a smell, but to see that or understand it as a color, having that, that crossover of of uh, interpretation or yep. visualization or sound having a smell. Yep. Polka dots. <laughs> Poke, smelling the polka dots. Wake up and smell the polka dots. It's a thing. So, and then we, we, we talk a bit about blind people who develop abilities like echolocation and we talk about Electro-Man, the man who can generate electricity. But don't electrocute him. With his body. Yeah. Nothing will happen. <laughs> Every smile or wink at you. Yep. We talk about some monk superpowers, being able to meditate and harness that life force energy, being able to pull together your, your prana or chi and uh, pressing it against your skin to make it super strong so you can't be drilled. Press your own prana against your skin. No. Yeah. What? Expand. <laughs> Expand the inner energy or inner flame to maintain your core body temperature to be able to climb mountains and wear ridiculous shorts. Yep. <laughs> in snow. Great. Wearing fluoro shorts on the top of Mount Everest, what everyone inspires, aspires to do. Cool. Okay. So head on over to YouTube, press, press like, press subscribe, follow us, let us know what you think, leave us a comment, head on to Facebook and press like on Facebook, hover over the like button and you'll see the get notifications button so we can jam these frequent updates into your into your face, into your feed, into your big fat pie hole. So enjoy as much of this tasty, delicious paradise paradox as you can. Jump on over to iTunes if you use an Apple, iPod, iPhone. I am an idiot for saying whatever I'm saying. So press subscribe on iTunes and press subscribe on Pocket Cast if you use Android. And jump on over to donate paradiseparadox.com because that's going to mean you can show your appreciation in a physical, visceral sense by sending us money in the form of virtual money, Bitcoin or altcoins or PayPal subscriptions. Don't donate a little bit of money by PayPal every month and we'll really appreciate it. We'll jump up and down 10 billion times on, on the graves of your enemies just to show you how much we appreciate that when you give us a little money suggest a donation one us dollar per episode that you like and you can also head on over to the paradiseparadox.com press the shop amazon link so if you're thinking of buying something maybe you want to do a little window shopping just from home head to the paradiseparadox.com see the shop amazon link at the top you can see some some links to amazon there as well with some suggested books that you might want to buy and just just have a look have a browse on amazon enjoy yourself think about the um, the mystical things you can buy on there maybe you want to start your own podcast and uh buy ten thousand dollars worth of electric equipment so go ahead and do that treat yourself then that's uh, that's just going to mean that we receive a, a little commission for everything that you buy so in yeah enjoy yourself 
And of course, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble. And I'm at Battle AZ. Great. Let's get into it. Just, uh, just chilling. You know, the uh, on on Saturday night, uh, I got a I got a message from from my friend Jesse and like, and like after midnight and like twelve thirty, and uh, she was like, "Hey, uh, you should come out to this club." And, and I'm like, "I don't know. I'm kind of uh, tired and I'm about to about to pass out." And she's like, "No, no, come on, come on." I'm like, "Okay, who's who's there with you?" And she's like, "Ah, I'm just here with my girlfriend." And I thought at first I thought she she made a typo because because uh, it's only one letter difference between Novia and Novio and and I was like you you have a girlfriend and she's like yeah I'm like okay cool um, and she told me come to this bar it's called Seven Sins and I look where it is on the map uh, and I'm like ah. It's in the gay district. <laughs> it's like I mean <laughs> a couple of blocks from the 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 gayest taco stand in Guadalajara or what, whatever they call it. Super gay tacos. I, I forget the name. <laughs> uh, and and okay. the name Seven Sins is like a, a dead giveaway that it's going to be something a little different. Anyway, so I got I, I got there. It was cool. It's like transvestites all, all over the place uh, <laughs> dressed up and you know it's it's it says on, on the on the on the billboards and stuff it's like seven sins open-minded club um so yeah there's a lot of dancing and um drag queens on stage and stuff it was it was pretty cool you had a good time yeah yeah of course <laughs> is, it, is it far from here uh, no, no, it's it's on uh, Pedro Moreno. It's uh, like ten blocks away. Yeah, right, cool. Just a short walk. Yeah, I got to I got to get to know the area better. <laughs> I didn't come out this way very much at night. Yeah, gotta gotta have those hardcore gay party nights. <laughs> gotta, it's about experiencing. Yeah. Gotta maximize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what have I been up to? Not really that much. Still, right. I'm still enjoying the rain. <laughs> Actually, uh, I've been trying to grow some seeds and it, it, it destroyed my, my little plantation. Yeah. The rain destroyed your plantation? Well, it was, oh, uh, Wally did. No, uh, Wally's got a thing for my pineapples, but I just had to <laughs> elevate them. Wally's got a sweet tooth. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and many of them. Um, no, I've been I've been trying to grow some seeds. Yeah, I got a, I got a whole range, but these seeds in particular, I, I was upset to lose <laughs> some special seeds. Yeah, uh, okay. So I thought you know I get some cotton wool out and you know, go back to primary school, <laughs> put, put them on wet cotton wool. Okay, I, germinate the seeds and then and then let them grow. Yeah, and then and then do the replant. Except yep. I, I forgot I forgot they were out in the sill, and all the rain came down and washed them away. Oh, okay, <laughs> so you're gonna have some interesting plants. You know, with interesting flowers, interesting buds growing under your windowsill, and you uh, like it might even be after you move out, these seedlings start coming up and they're gonna and grow out of the cracks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope so. Because I think it's uh, there's something more beautiful about flowers that grow out of the, the cracks in the pavement, <laughs> yeah, like just that, that like struggle that, or survival. That poem by a Tupac Shakur, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a goodie. <laughs> <laughs> I got no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I'm not even sure okay. I pinched that from. Okay, okay. He he actually they they released a post posthumous book called uh, the rose that grew out of the pavement. I think that's what it's called, or the rose that grew out of the concrete. Oh, cool! Uh, and it's got a it's got like forty of his poems in there, and uh, so so he he wrote this poem saying like you know you might not believe it but this uh, this flower grew right out of the cracks in the concrete uh and and you you hear him in some interviews he says uh like everybody looks at me like says i'm a thug i'm a gangster i'm rough i'm, I'm this and that but you know look where i came from you should be amazed at what i've become 
from where I came from because it's a nice wrote, metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Flowers don't grow out of cracks in the concrete all that often. Hmm. So these flowers are going to be extra special. <laughs> yeah, these flowers are going to be uh, revitalized with the spirit of Tupac Shakur. Yeah, that, that'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot like in that. <laughs> that stupid movie with Red Man and Method Man. Do you, do you know the one? It's called How High. Mm, no, I'm not. I'm not familiar. The name okay. rings a bell. Okay, because there's a, there's the song, and then somehow they turn the song into the into a movie. You know, a three minute song talking about nothing turned into a movie. Um, and and what happens is somehow the, one of their bodies their buddies get dies and gets cremated. And they're growing some seeds, and and uh, they, then they 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 harvest the seeds, and somehow they've forgotten that accidentally they spilt the ashes of their dead friend into into this pot plant. Cool. And then, <laughs> so they they smoke the plant, and then the the buddy appears before him, and it's like, yeah, man, this is what happens when you smoke your bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've already expanded on this point a little bit too much, but it's too good to leave alone. So the plant can house the consciousness at some level. That's what we're talking about, right? I guess. Like if you if you believe the the mythology of how high, then then yes, it can. It absolutely yeah. can. Mm. Well, I mean, I can see how the three minutes turn into a movie. That's, that's easy. That's what that being said. Yeah, through pure genius. Yep. Mm. Uh, Magic. Yeah. So talking about magical consciousness and seeing your dead buddies, we're going to talk about something, something that's not really related, but um, special we abilities, extraordinary abilities, weird abilities, freaks of nature. Superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about going the next level. Yeah. Re- real superpowers that a lot of these actually exist and they've, they've been confirmed and you, you can see footage of them and, and all, all this kind of stuff. Cool. Okay. So, Do you have one in mind you want to start off with? Okay. Okay. Well, first one I have off the list, cab off the rank, is, is the echolocation dude. So this guy is blind, but he, he learned to locate himself um like his his mother always gave him this this encouragement and said look you can do whatever you want to do don't don't uh don't let anyone hold you back or say to you that you can't do things just because you're blind and so he he has being blind he has a heightened sense of hearing and he developed it even further to the point where he can click his tongue and he he knows his surroundings so he can he can sense the, the walls and objects that are around him just like a dolphin or a bat would do using this kind of sonar technology cool this is with the tongue clicking yeah mad um we're we talking daniel Keish or, or ben underwood ben underwood was the one i saw but yeah um yeah what's daniel Keish? is he, well, is he got same, a different spin or it's, it's a coincidence because they, they both had retinal cancer Ah. So they both had their eyes removed and they ah. both developed it. And I'm not sure. They, they don't seem to be um, connected, I don't think. Mm. But, but it's like um, these are two cases. But, you know, we're, we're saying um, with these sort of skills that you develop, it's like, um, you know, anyone can develop them if they mm. put that much energy and power towards it mm. or like, mm. the effort. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, how... Because, I mean, they, they know they can see their surroundings in a way, not the way we see, but they can interpret how far away things are or, or what size the objects are and where the walls might be, moving objects. So, you know, I kind of imagine it would be like the way the Matrix looks when Neo realizes it's just all code and mm-hmm. all the, the green coming down. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the how way do you visualize that? I, I, I don't know if I even can, but <laughs> but I, I do remember I was talking to my friend Rob and he was saying that he has zero ability to visualize and, mm. and he says it's actually a kind of condition or something. And it's weird because in dreams he can see things, he dreams in color uh, and, and he has a whole 
you know, like a movie playing out in his dreams. But while he's awake, he tries and, and tries to, to visualize something. He just can't do it. But he can if, if uh, like, if, you, if I say to you, picture a fire truck, like, or, or, you know, think of a fire truck or think of an elephant. It can, it'll come into your mind and you, you can kind of, you can see it. Yep. Uh, but for him, no, he can't do that. Um, but if you ask him to describe a, a fire truck, he will still be able to explain it to you what's, what's on there and what's, you know, the features, the primary features of a fire truck. Um, and if he's imagining a scene, he still knows where everything is in the scene, but he can't actually see it. And it's like he has this, this instead of visualization, he has the uh, what I would call tactilization. Like he imagines the touch and feel of everything in in the scene simultaneously. Is that something he needed to to work because he knew he couldn't visualize, or he realized that that he can't visualize? I don't know. I think it's just for him. It was always just just a always an alternative to visualization. Like, I guess you have, if, if you don't have some kind of imagination, it's like you're almost not human, you know? Yeah, you, you're missing the whiteboard. <laughs> that's, I, I have trouble trying to imagine what, what that's, or visualize what that's like. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, most of us, you say a word, like you use well, fire truck, elephant. Mm. And in my mind, there's an elephant now driving a fire truck. <laughs> Legs and arms out the window and shit. <laughs> right. It's like it, it just happens. Like, and, and, you know, that, that's like sometimes take a step back and you watch your mind recreate or put together those kind of images. Mm. But to not have that, it's like, what do you have in its place? Mm. Or it's just blank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was reading an interesting article the other day about... Uh, I think it was about rats in a maze, and you can notice that rat, rats, when when they're in a maze, they might get to a crossroads, and they're like, "Hang on, which way do I go?" And they hesitate, and that that well, it, maybe this to some extent, this is like a anthropocentric view of the the universe. But you look at a rat, and it hesitates, and that you can interpret that as this rat thinking, imagining what's going to happen if he goes down each of these paths or try, trying to remember something. And so, so a, a, another step beyond that is saying, well, if this rat can imagine, then it must have some kind of self-awareness because if it didn't, it would mistake its imagination for reality. Oh, good would, one. Yeah. So, so where, yep. So where does that, where does that leave the... The, the rat is that are we reassessing its level of consciousness or or its reactive mode its ability to think yeah i think it's like it's a simple this the simple argument that's that's saying these animals have more self-awareness than maybe we give them credit for and I, i'm sure a lot of people intuitively see animals and they empathize with them and say yes of course this animal is self-aware yeah to to some extent but then there's like when you put dolphins in a, in a, in a place where they can see a mirror and you, you watch their behavior and they know they're looking at themselves, like they're checking their teeth and to see what yeah. <laughs> grooming themselves or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parting their hair to the, to the side, yeah, uh, like the emo dolphins put, yeah, putting the hair. Over yeah. You got to check the themselves out. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's actually kind of cool because I think it's, it's a human ego response mm. to assume that you know that we're self-aware and you know we're we're created in the image mm. of god and every other animal is just a, a pawn here mm. for us to play with yeah then even if if this argument holds mm. true then even something like bees you would have to you would have to concede that bees have self-awareness because they can see see the dance to indicate where the good um pollen is and then somehow they conceptualize that, they, they interpret this, this bee language, and then they use that to, to fly to the yeah. location of the good pollen. Well, there, is, there have to be some kind of assessment. But I always thought mm. that was a, a reaction, uh, like, mm. a, like a decision reaction, because apparently yeah. insects don't have brains, 
but then you do, do you need a brain to have self-awareness? Maybe they're separate things. I don't know. That's a, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Well, either yeah. way, I'm self-aware and that is, that's not a superpower. So <laughs> I think. Is it? I think some people have more awareness than others. So maybe, maybe that is a, a power that you can develop. Yeah. 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 But anyway, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't make me uh, a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if this woman uh, sinks in, in a lake, then she weighs more than a duck, and therefore she's a witch. That's the kind of, I think that's the kind of logic you're Burn working with. Um, Finish up. <laughs> so, but, all right, what okay. else? What else? Well, you I, I, yeah. um, I put that example in like monk skill in something that you can, okay. that you can develop. Okay. Okay. And, uh, the, the, I mean, we looked at other monks, but, uh, another example is the, the Wilm Hof. He's mm. the, the Dutch guy, otherwise known as the ice man. He he's able to, to meditate. He's he, actually a man made entirely of ice. You, go, you can't touch him. Otherwise you, you stick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> but so that, what does he do? No, well, look, he, um, he does a, a tumo, tumo meditation. So he's able to he visualize the flame within himself and is able to con- concentrate a, an internal heat uh-huh. with, his, with his chi, with his energy. So, you know, that, that's like a, we, I've thrown it a monk skill because it's anything that's like meditation, I feel is like it's, it's outside this world when mm. you start uh, manipulating the, the energy, which is like the 99% compared to the 1% of material reality. Mm. So that, that's kind of like superpower, mm. wouldn't you think? Yeah. Because he, yeah. He, yeah, I would say so. I, I mean, mean, that's... He's done crazy, crazy stuff like climbing what, Mount Kilimanjaro in his shorts and thongs. Yeah. He's got like 20 world records for, you know, defeating, defeating like ice temperatures. But right. I mean, I guess for him, his power is not losing his core uh, core heat. Mm. So um, yeah, and it it seems to ask the, these lot of a lot of questions relating to physics. Like, is he if he's generating so much heat? Like, is he just burning the energy? Like, does he need to eat a lot? Like, is he loading up on carbs every day so so he can chill out in an ice bath? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the physics. I, I don't know. It's like it's like when you jump across that metaphysical world and you're manipulating your energy being. It's like you're. Um, it, it doesn't. Those sort of questions are kind of left for Einstein to work out. <laughs> I don't think. Right, anybody, I don't right. think anybody knows. And Einstein so Will Hoff is, is out there doing it, and he doesn't care about the physics. He's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, Iceman doesn't, bitch doesn't care. <laughs> but uh, we'll put in the we'll put in the notes a link of like his, his actual personal process. So uh-huh. like a meditation technique and you know, what you need to visualize and the stages of going through, like start with your cold showers, move to your ice bath and then take on a mountain, <laughs> something like that. Okay, but okay. I'm so, interested in trying that out. Yeah. So lately there, there is this trend where people are trying this cryonic refreshment where they go, they go into a, a chamber where it's like, I don't know what they do exactly, but they flood it with liquid nitrogen or something for, for a couple of minutes. And so you get down to these sub-zero temperatures, like 100, 200 below zero degrees Celsius. So I wonder how the body can handle that without, without freezing and snapping yeah. or, or breaking. Yeah. Like how does the blood keep flowing at that temperature? Is there, I, I don't understand. Like it, it's, it's different because if you were in water, like ice water, and it dropped minus 100, 200, then, then you're frozen. <laughs> and, and you're like, yeah. you're like the dinosaurs or something. Yeah. But it's like it's air. It's like frozen air or something around mm. you. Or it's more about dropping, I don't know. But I know, I know you can go to uh, Dubai Airport. Uh, in Dubai, there's, there's, a, there's a, a shop that you go to and you can do it. <laughs> Dubai has everything. Dubai, Dubai Airport has uh, ATMs where you can withdraw ingots of gold. In, from Bitcoin? <laughs> I don't think so. By credit card. So what you, by, by a visa, you, you can rock up, throw your credit card in and just pull out some coin. Yeah, pull, pull out, buy the ounce, buy the, buy the kilogram, I believe, yeah. Just in case. You never know when you might need it. You know, it's shop convenient. duty free. 
<laughs> yeah. That's, I, I would hope to see that at more airports. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So talking about monks, you checked out the, the monk that can drill his throat, gut, and temple. Yeah. Well, I saw, I've, I've seen two videos of, of a guy making a similar claim. Uh, one was from the History Channel and one was, a, one was another claim. But they both look like basically nonsense. I mean, I mean, the first one I watched, I could tell that he's doing some camera tricks. Like, you never actually see the, the drill apply, apply to his flesh. And you're like, okay, well, you know, who cares? He's, doing, he's, he's yeah. using this, uh, like, Charlie Chaplin era photography to, to demonstrate. Or not, not even, it probably wasn't around in Charlie Chaplin's day. It'd be a shame <laughs> if he really is doing it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to underestimate the power of focusing your chi to strengthen or put an energy wall behind your skin to withstand that. Like, mm. the, the idea is, is cool. But, mm. um, I mean, if you've got this, this Hollywood film crew that come in and they put music behind it and they're switching scenes and zooming in your face, <laughs> and, and it's like, it, ma- it, makes it, it makes it seem like rubbish, <laughs> which is a shame if it's real. Because yeah, then, yeah. then he should just film it himself. But then uh, that's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the second footage I showed was a, a little... Uh, the second footage I looked at was a little more convincing because it didn't actually show the drill applying to his body. And you, you actually did see what looked like blood afterwards. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of uh, chopping of camera angles and... Um, yeah, I, w- I wasn't really convinced. And after they applied the drill to his flesh, they were like, oh, this is 300 PSI app- applied yeah. to his body. But then they didn't tell you how they measured it. So, yeah. I, I, well, I there was no it. way of seeing any instruments. And he's holding yeah. it with two hands, yeah. you know, pushing against himself. Yeah, like, so you can, I mean, you can quite convincingly, if you've got a little training in mime, you can hold something to look like you're, pushing it against you like <laughs> like dr strangelove holding back the holding back his hand from strangling himself uh <laughs> it's not hard to do you can yeah yeah if, if you've got a little training you could create a kind of illusion like that but either way i'm still open to it because I know the okay. i know those the footage the camera the, the experiments the, mm-hmm. the, they don't hold up at all Mm. But um, I'm going to I'm going to hold out the idea that someone possibly can do that. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah. So the, mm. I mean, the idea was that he through this meditative process, he could get his skin to like the toughness of concrete or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he he, he was able to. I'm still visualizing this, this wall of energy like beneath, like under his skin. He's focusing mm. his, his light body or something there mm. to, to withstand it. But anyway, so um, jump into another superpower. Yep. Do you want to go freaky or do you want to go like the brains? <laughs> freaky but, brains? Yeah, um. okay. No, well, I mean, I, I like, I like the, the story of, the, um, of Jim Peaks, you know, like the, the rain man. Kim, Kim Peaks, is it? Kim Peaks? <laughs> yes, Kim. Kim Possible. What, what did I Kim. say? Jim, Jimbo <laughs> Twin Peak. Peaks. Twin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a Agent bit, Carter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, he, he called himself the real Rain Man. Okay. A.K.A. Okay. <laughs> he's not, he's not the water, water boy. boy. He's not okay. the water boy. <laughs> that's, that's, All a, right. that's a separate joke. No, well, okay, with this guy, um, without being too scientific... It was like he was born with his brain separated. Okay, okay. And then, uh, and then so he had two hemispheres of, of his brain and they had absolutely no connection or conduit between them. Yeah, so of course, as he developed, there was connections that were made, um, mm-hmm. unusual connections yep. compared to you know, uh, a standard, normal, traditional, mm-hmm. <laughs> street smart brain. Yeah. Um, so and and that that gave him some superpowers. His brain was more was was radically complex mm-hmm. due to like the, the totally different environment it had to develop in. Yeah. So there was no actual. So there was no connection like together. Yep. So he was able to operate each side of his brain separately. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's like body each, separately. Each part of the brain, each each hemisphere 
had to develop independently as if it were an entire brain. And, and this is like, it's, it's kind of like what Rupert Sheldrake describes when you, where you tie the, the string around a dragonfly egg and it develops as an entire dragonfly, just half the size. So it's a, it's a similar thing. Whoa, I've, no, I've never heard that before. Yeah? Rupert, Rupert okay. Sheldrake says that? Yeah, yeah, and he's got some diagrams in his book. You never, okay, okay. No, I'm quite a fan. This is why I'm surprised I haven't come across that. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, it's in like the the new science of life, and and yeah, a couple of his books he mentions that example, and it's yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And he's giving this example of of a morphic field. Like this isn't this isn't something like a, a robot where it has each individual part. It's this organism. It's something very different from a robot, very different from something mechanistic in that it can, it can recreate itself as a fraction of itself. Mm. So like a hologram, uh, when you look at any part of a hologram, you can recreate the entire whole. Yeah, so we're talking yeah. like uh, fractal mathematics. Yeah, like a, like a fractal, yeah. It's, and every part of the fractal indicates the, the whole. Yeah. yeah. So this is a similar thing. So, um, with, so with his brain, he's the development that uh, that a, a normal person would mm. would have as their brains connected. The development that would inhouse the the whole would be, yeah, the development that the brain would be subject to normally. Mm. He had what double that development. I mean, the same yeah, development for each side. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it's not like he had two independent brains. Two brains, one head. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a great porno. I, <laughs> I, I watched. I've got so many reaction videos about that one. We'll film it later. <laughs> so, I mean, the cool things he could do. Um, I mean, he said he could read. He can read two pages of a book at the same time. Mm. And, and, and you're like, but he doesn't understand it. Like he's reading. In yeah, front. like how can he put the two together? Two brains. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that indicates that he probably actually grew some kind of connection between his brains over time. Can you imagine the party tricks he can do with his two eyes? If he can, like, separate them, like, <laughs> the pug? Yeah, yeah. Or, or move, I mean, do you think he can move them independently? <laughs> independently move his eyes? Yeah. I don't see why not. Um, I mean, it might be difficult for him at first, but no, it's... Yeah, I mean, each each eye, like the left eye, is supposed to be controlled by the right brain, the right the right eye by the left brain. So, is yeah, it, it makes sense that he should be able to move them independently. Yeah, yeah. But you also told me that he can read. Like he's he's in his memory, he has twelve thousand books. Yeah, that he can just he can just recite these yeah. books. Yeah. And he he did he like this skill. He developed that. He just, I mean, he naturally, he just developed it. He had it. He's got a super brain, super memory. Yeah. Well, the word is that they call this kind of memory, eidetic memory, um, which is, I mean, in the popular vernacular, you would call that photographic memory, like Mm. complete recall, total recall. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger remembering (laughs) remembering his life as a secret agent. Uh, Kim Peeks, I don't think, was ever a secret agent, but he can remember everything. Every every single thing. See, I look at that like a like a cage almost. But then, mm, I, yeah. then I then I guess he, he might be able to, I guess, block it off. Like it's it's access. Yeah, he doesn't have to live there all the time. me into another case the case of the man they call s so his full name was solomon sherashevsky um but he was just known by either either by his the russian initial uh, of his last name which is shah or in english he's known as s and he was uh he was an interesting guy what happened was he was a journalist and and he had this incredible memory 
but nobody ever really knew until one day he came into the office and he, he was going into a meeting and uh, for some reason he'd, he'd left his notebook at home and he thought, oh, well, it's not, not a big deal. I'll just go into the meeting and remember everything and write it up later. Not a big deal uh, for him. He's a wing it, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he walks in there and, and is sitting down and it gets about 20, half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour into the meeting. And his boss said, Sharevsky, what are you doing? Like you're sitting there, you're not writing down notes. Who do you think you are? Like, this is a professional meeting. You've got to know what I'm talking about. Uh, and he said, well, what? I mean, I do know what you're talking about. Uh, and the boss is like, what do you mean? You don't have a notebook. You don't have anything. And he's like, well, I remember everything you said is like word for word. <laughs> yeah, okay. And the boss is like, well, what did I say, you know, 15 minutes ago? And he's like this and this and this and this and this. And the boss is like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember my, my friend Jeremy in Melbourne told me this story. I, I hadn't heard of S before that. And, and he said, imagine the mental gymnastics that, that S had to go through to construct a worldview where everybody brought notepads to the meeting, not because they had to, but because it was a socially acceptable thing. <laughs> so he, he had always assumed that everybody could remember everything, every single thing in their life. Uh, and it, it, was, uh, it was so mind-blowing to him, or it wasn't, it wasn't even mind-blowing to him because his boss said, listen, um, I want you to see a friend of mine. His name's Luria. He's a psychologist. And S is like, Why? What's like, why would I say a psychologist? I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm mentally fit. There's nothing wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he went to see Luria and Luria studied him over a period of about 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and even to the point where Luria would say, hey, um, S, um, you remember 29 years ago, it was April 15th and uh, we and I was asking you um, to remember some words and, and S was like, oh yeah, the, these words were rose, petal, um, shining light or what, whatever. He would just, he would reconstruct the scenario in his head and he would rattle them off like an absolute gun. Um, and so he, you know, he was a freak. Um, he had this eidetic memory and um, he was also affected uh, he, he had a synesthesia. So synesthesia is where the, the senses get blended. So a lot of people have this experience when they take LSD, where they start to smell music or they, they hear a painting. Um, the, the senses blend together. They, there's this crossover. And uh, S was affected by this condition. Um, like it wasn't just... Uh, like a, a kind of passive thing. Like for my, my friend Super Ego, he has synesthesia. He can see colors of instrumentals that he's constructing and, and of songs in general. So he, he will, I'll, I'll show him an instrumental or he'll, he'll say, uh, oh, I made this beat the other day. It's, it's purple with gold polka dots. And I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> uh, but, but that's not something that... Uh, that interferes with his life. Uh, S had it to a, a level which was you might describe as pathological. So he would he tells a story where he goes into a store, uh, an ice cream parlor, and he, he asks, "Okay, which which flavors do you have? Uh, tell me about the durian or whatever it was." And the woman started describing the the, the flavors to him. And her voice was like this harsh, gravelly voice. And it came out and, and uh, he describes it as almost like a, a punch in the face with, with this, uh, with charcoal or something like that. It's like he, he couldn't get the, the, the flavor of charcoal out of his, out of his mouth uh, and the, the sensation against his skin. Uh, so it was like mm. this th strong, smoky um, sensation, like or being suffocated or something like that. So unpleasant for him that he said, okay, um, 
keep your ice cream lady. <laughs> he could he he was so intoxicated by this this synesthetic sensation that he couldn't eat the ice cream. So it's like an external it becomes an external factor that, that impacts you. Mm, yes. You can't control that. Yes, exactly. Well for at least for a long time in his life he he couldn't control these you know, supernormal or abnormal abilities. Yeah. And like, like you were saying with Kim Peaks, well, what does he do? I mean, if he can't forget things, then that's a problem for him. And that's exactly what happened with S. For many years of his life, he, w- he would be unable to forget things. Uh, and so if, if someone told him something, then that could be like a, a burden, like it was something physical in the room mm. affecting him. He couldn't avoid it. Yeah, I've got the impression that these these kind of superpowers yep. is, is something that that most people would have. Mm. They're just not. This it's maybe so low mm. that they're they're not aware of it, or it's not, uh, or it's just like a like a dormant skill. Yeah, that, that needs yeah. to be activated, or you know, some, through some experience, because it's like it's pretty like the first time you you get. So it's like, say you, you go out and the first time you get high or the first time you try LSD, you now, that experience is part of, is part of you. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's like you're, uh, you can describe that experience to someone else. So if, if someone's talking to you and explaining that to you, mm. then, you, you know, you can kind of, you've got that empathy for where, what they experienced. Yeah. I mean, like the, these, these kind of experiences in the next level, like I, I think most people wouldn't have any idea of like what sort of impact that would have in their life. Yeah. It, well, it's definitely hard to imagine the way S describes it. It's, um, it. It could be a bit like when you meet someone and you don't like them and, and you're not too sure why. You might try and be polite by, mm. by moving away or you know, not associating with that person. Mm. But for some reason, they, you, they just rub you the wrong way. Mm. It could mm. be something there that you're not aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's some, something else again, I guess it's a kind of... Uh, a, a subconscious recognition or you, you call it intuition when you, you pick on something about their micro expressions and, and you realize that something's not right. And yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a legging, like, you know, you can, you can develop that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like. You can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the other thing about S is he had this, uh, he had this powerful sense of visualization to the point where sometimes he would actually mistake his visualizations for reality. So, for example, he would be at, at home and uh, he, he just woke up and it's like 6, 6.30 in the morning, so it's time, to get, time for him to get out of bed and, and go to school. And uh, his dad came in and, and, and knocked on his door and said, hey, Solomon, what are you doing? Get out, get out of bed, get dressed, you know. Uh, and... S would imagine that his his clock was again ticking over to six thirty, and again and again and again. Um, so he was just looking at this clock, and every time he looked at it, he would be like, "Okay, it's just you know it's six thirty, nothing wrong." Up to the point where his his dad was uh, knocking on his door and screaming at seven thirty, <laughs> telling him, "Hey, well you know, come on, you know the day is beginning." Don't be an idiot. Get out of bed. Uh, <laughs> and he he was he was sitting there and still watching his clock, and it looked like it said six thirty. Or another case where he'd imagined that he had got out of bed, got dressed, had a shower, uh, had breakfast, and was walking on his way to school. He saw himself walking out the window to, <laughs> towards so school. He would have been so real that he just. He's on his way to school. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't distinguish in 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 these cases anyway. There's, I, I imagine that he he uh, learned to deal with that a bit better as he got older, and eventually he did learn that he could forget things on on command. Um, so when he became a nemonist, uh, like sort of uh, a kind of magician, if you will, a stage performer, um, a, a kind of mentalist. He would be able to remember, you know, huge lists and, and with a little showmanship, he would make it something interesting for a crowd. Cool. Um, but then every, every night he had these huge lists in his mind 
where he was like, well, what do I do with this? I got this huge list sitting in the back of my mind, this huge uh, blackboard filled up with figures that, that I don't really care about. <laughs> cloud drive. Uh, cloud drive. <laughs> yeah, he's got the, the mine <laughs> cloud drive, the S drive. Yeah. Um, I, have you experienced something like that? Like where in your mind you, you've done something? I mean, I guess we all, we all dream. Hmm. But I'm, I'm thinking of sometimes, I mean, this, this has happened. And I think maybe, you know, I, I just assume it's, it's normal when you're really, hmm. really tired and someone's talking to you and, you know, you might want to respond to like, you know, yes or no. Hmm. And you, in your mind, you, you did. You responded, no, I'm good. Or yes, uh-huh. please. Or uh-huh. And, and it's like you didn't, and they start poking you like, where, where are you? <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't said anything. Do you want the ice cream or not? Okay, okay. Well, I don't remember ever having that experience, but I do remember I had the experience where I was, I, I was asleep and dreaming, and I had the same dream three, three times, two or three times, where um, my dad came and knocked on my door and said, hey, uh, there's a phone call for you. And then I actually, uh, my dad did knock on my door and said, hey, there's a phone call for you. Uh, and I, I dismissed it as another dream and went and had a shower and, and, and didn't realize that my, my buddy was on the phone. That's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, like the treadmill story. <laughs> so memory. Memory seems to be a common one, like a common, a common thing where people have access to just amazing memory mm. and where you know, some better control than others like the, the example of, of still, uh, Stephen Whitshire um, the, in, in England where he's able to, well, since he was a kid, he was able to see, see a, a panoramic view and then yep. re- recreate it to like amazing detail. Photo yeah. um, man, yeah. Yeah, well, what's, yeah exactly. Was the, the human camera right. that he goes yeah. by. Um, and, and, and like now he's, he's like art exhibitions and you know, that's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel like we're all going to have access to memory like that in the, in the near future where we can plug in USB drives mm. directly to the, the spinal fluid. Right. <laughs> it's like, I, I just, I just I jump on YouTube or Facebook or whatever and you see like cyborgs are amongst us now. Like memories, okay. memories just, uh, it's getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> I, I I'm think picturing that scene from Existence where they, they, they plug in, um, they're like, okay, I'm gonna get, get you prepared. Um, to plug your spine in, into the video game, and then they 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 mount this this uh, like look what looks like a, a lawn mower engine onto his spine, and, and it's like, don't worry, it's this is uh, I've done this many times. Well, this is my second time, but <laughs> get ready. <laughs> yeah, and then shoots the shoot shoots the injection into. Jude Law spine. I think it was Jude Law. It always seems like this, like big spider of injections, doesn't it? <laughs> like you know, when they when they try and convert the um, in the Hulk, when they when they try and convert the the super soldiers into Hulk super soldiers, mm. and it, it's like the, you always have this this array of needles, and like that's going to fix it up. But I, I think maybe I mean, how are they going to develop a product like that? Because I, I think my memory is pretty good, but I could do some more. <laughs> I could always do it some more. A little upgrade. Well, you know, in that movie, Johnny Mnemonic, and, and they're like, we're going to put 10 gigabytes of memory into your brain. Or so. so it was something like that, which shows how dated it is. Like This, you know. is, this is last year, right? <laughs> it was made like 15 years ago. This okay. Oh, well, 15 years ago, that, that's, that's like a whole, that was like the whole internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes me think about the, the human machine and how, like, mm. you know, it's like the, we, we always say that our brains run at 9, 10, maybe 12%. I don't know. It's like the, those range of numbers. But I, I just don't know it's what a, they... 10% of its potential. It depends how you phrase it because... Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know how they measure that when it's like, well... <laughs> well, well, they, they don't. It's just... It's bullshit, some, right? It's something someone said sometime, I guess, but... <laughs> to to a kid to inspire him to get that eleven percent, you could really be something. <laughs> you want to grow up and be an eleven percenter? Eat your damn vegetables. The greens. <laughs> um, well, 
I guess, you know, if we're talking about like maybe skills that you can't really develop, you know, some people just have mm. like the, these animal whisperers. Okay. Okay. Like, I've got but a, I, I mean, you don't know if someone could develop that. Maybe someone could develop that. Well, I think all the skills are kind of dormant. Like it's, mm. um, it's a bit like the guy that can hold his breath for a long period of time. Like unless he was thrown in the pool and held down, <laughs> how do you test that? Okay. So maybe you develop that as a, as a survival mechanism when he was getting swimming lessons and, and always held them down. And they keep getting splashed in the face. I'm going to hang down here where you can't. I'm already all wet. You can't get me. But, so so you, you're saying like these, um, like the animal whisper is something that, that you can develop as well. I, I think so. I think uh, now this isn't scientific or, or anything, uh, but I, I think, like it. <laughs> I, I think that uh, all animals have have the capacity for telepathy. I do. I do. I really do believe that. Yeah. And then this uh, Rupert Sheldrake's experiments with JT, the the dog who can sense when their owners are coming home. Yeah. Uh, that's. That, that says something. And then he's got that other experiment with Nkisi, the African grey, which, I mean, first off, this, this, these African greys are amazing. Uh, Nkisi, and, and before Nkisi, there was Alex, and Alex could um, speak about 800 words. Nkisi reportedly spe- speaks about 1,200 or 1,500 words. Yeah. Uh, and actually forms grammatical sentences, maybe not like a native English speaker, but, but they have a structure to them. Uh, and that's amazing. But then uh, Sheldrake takes it one step further and he's got this experiment where he's apparently demonstrating that in case he actually has this ability to read minds, to, to read the mind of, of, um, of her caretaker or owner. How does he construct, how does he, yeah, how does he construct that? Like is that is that a matter the experiment. of experiment? Well, I mean, the, where does he jump for that that idea that that the, okay. that they can read the mind? Like okay, so th- this happened with with Sheldrake uh, when he was writing these books. He put out a call and said, you know, put some classifieds in the newspaper and said, if your pets have unusual abilities, please contact me. And the 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 owner. Amy contacted Sheldrake and said, look, I have this telepathic parrot. Check it out. <laughs> uh, and he was like, uh, yeah, come on. You know, that's, uh, that's stretching the, the imagination a bit. But when he, when he investigated, he, he was convinced. So the experiment, um, and you, I'll put a link to this in the show notes of the, of the video. Um, the experiment is where in, in Casey is in one room uh, and Amy's in a room on the other side of the house, so it's like separated by about 20 or 30 meters. And uh, in, in one room, Amy pulls out some pictures from an envelope, and nobody knows what's going to be on these pictures. So this is a, a double blind experiment, or that is, nobody knows which picture is going to come up. Obviously, someone knows which, pair, which pictures are in there. Um, but she, she pulls out the, the pictures, and then in Casey, in the other room, being videotaped, will start commenting on these pictures. And they were significantly on the money. Yes, yes, yes. Like, a lot of the time, uh, for, so the methodology more specifically was that they had a bunch of keywords that if, if in case he said them, then they would count that as a hit. But um, so, so they had things like a man and a woman hugging, and in case he would say, "Oh, do you have a hug for me?" Um, uh, but even in ones, if if you go a bit beyond that methodology and analyzing the data, you can see like um, there's a picture of a, a a guy sticking his head out of a car. Um, you know, it's a taxi and saying hello to somebody. So that so they would uh, they would say, "Well, if if in case he says car or window." Um, but in case he actually said something like, "Well, you put your head out," uh, and so that I mean, really, that's that's a hit. Yeah, I mean, so, that's yeah. super detail. Yes, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm impressed. This parrot can speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's these African greys. They're the most intelligent, most intelligent known parrot on the face of the earth. Most intelligent, probably the most intelligent known 
creature other than humans? I mean, in terms of producing human speech, at least. That's really cool. Maybe we should get one for the show. <laughs> That'd be great. I would, I would love to be if someone wants a friends donate, with yeah. an African grey parrot. Yeah, they probably cost thousands of dollars. But, Without it, yeah. if you can even get them. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how many there are. They've probably got names. <laughs> right, there's a list of 10 of them. But yeah. so, I mean, um, so we're saying that we think all animals are, are telepathic or have the ability to, to be. Yeah. I mean, like all, well, including, including the human animal. As yeah. Well. If, we, if we can clear our mind. Well, I think, or, I, think yeah. I went a bit far with that. I said all animals, but I would say all mammals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still pretty early days. I think when, um, I think it's, there's going to be a lot coming up or coming out more with like this, now, now, now that the whole world can communicate. Mm. I think, you know, these are, I mean, we jumped online and had a look for people with superpowers and there's, there's pretty a lot of people that can do stuff that just can't be bothered talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't want the attention. They don't want to be seen as a freak. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. So, a lot of people like to live their own lives and ignore that media nonsense. So I, yeah. I begin to wonder, like, how far away is X-Men? And, <laughs> and, you know, would you hide your superpower or would, mm. would you try and develop it? It's like, um, you know, just my reflection of the movies that shows, you know, well, the dude that's growing the wings and he's trying to like clip his feathers and doesn't, he wants to cover his wings up. Right. He's like, he's, 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 he's like afraid of what he's becoming or he's like, you know, ashamed of it. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the, the main reason why people aren't really interested in, in showing off what they can do. Hmm. But, uh, in, yeah, in, and also, I mean, people, people are going to be subjected to the scrutiny and people are going to say, like, James Randi is going to come out and say, you're a fraud and let me show the world how you're a fraud and, uh, and you're going to be, yeah, you're going to get a lot of criticism like that. So what would be your superpower? Like if you could... If I could choose one? Different levels. Let's say something that you could, you could have, like, a, a secret. Okay, okay. Something realistic, so, so I don't know. Uh, is, is like flight out of the question? Because that would be really cool. Uh, nah, man, it's like, it's super. Whatever, whatever <laughs> you want. Flying would be good. Yeah, yeah, because I'd be like, well, you know, I don't have to go through the checkpoints at the airport. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no passport, nobody can really stop me. It's, it's difficult to contain me. Um, it's difficult, like, if, if they discover that I'm in a country illegally, well, fuck it, see you. I'm out of here. Yeah. But it depends on how far you can fly. Yeah, like, yeah. Dragon Ball, they seem to go really fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I've well, got some... A, you know, Dragon Ball is, is an interesting scientific study of the, of the abilities of the human species, I think. So that's, a, that's definitely something we should well, take into account. If they're semi-human. Super, like, superpowers. I mean, yeah. they, these are, they have um, Saiyan blood. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, it's, it's kind of different species. But, oh, okay. I, but okay. I, I do have right. theories. It's on, a scientific on, study on the, the abilities of the Saiyan race, yeah. It's, a, it's a amazing documentary. <laughs> pretty, worth, pretty worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, but I have, I have ideas on how, on how we possibly can fly. Mm. Okay. Like, but we just, we just can't call it flying. It's like we need to remove, we need to have the ability to remove gravity and then manipulate it. All right, all right. And then um, I think that's a skill that maybe you could develop if you wanted to fly. Mm. Yeah, okay. So you're saying you, maybe you would use some mental power to, to manipulate this gravity field. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have an aura. And, you know, depending on your, your aura, that's supposed to be where electric beings. So, you know, electromagnetic kind of goes with the gravity ideas. I mean, that's if you believe in gravity. <laughs> I know, yeah, some, I know right. some people don't. Some, some people definitely don't believe in gravity, at least not in the Newtonian um, description. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to help a mate. I, yeah. I, I want to see you fly one day. <laughs> <laughs> believe in yourself. You're an eagle in your spirit. Yeah, you can um, do it. Well, what about you mentioned Electro Man? What's his deal? Okay. Um, well, th this was a this was a guy, a Serbian dude. Let's see if I can grab his name. Or we'll throw in the link so you can check him out. Mm. But he was able to generate up to twenty volts, twenty mm. volts of electricity, and you know he did circus tricks and acts like 
you know, frying sausages and, and boiling water. Mm. But uh, he was able to get electrocuted. I'm not sure how far. But I, can, he, I could go for a fried sausage and boiled water right now. That sounds like a great snack. Just dip away, man. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that, that's, that, that's what he used to do. Um, if, I could, if I could generate electricity, I'd be doing cooler shit than that. <laughs> like what? Uh, let's see. You plug your finger into into a PowerPoint and see if you can hack the, the I'll be power saying, supply. Something. I'd be like, there's, "There's no power running through here. Look, there's nothing. You try." <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or you know, I'd, I'd be charging people's uh, people's phones on the bus. You know, a little sign, free charge. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of a community service to feel good about myself. Giving, yeah, giving back. But yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I wonder, how do you find out about that? How do you realize that you can generate electricity? Or, or, like, to me, it seems freaky. It's not something you can develop. Mm. Or maybe you can. Maybe it's like a, like a chi prana life force thing that he, just, he just had. Yeah, well, I know if, uh, if you have a dead arm or a dead finger, then you can, sometimes you actually feel the electricity in it. You, have you ever had that experience? Um, only if I sit... Weird, and my de- and my leg yeah. goes that's numb. A, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because because you know it's the electric signals from your brain, which actually control your muscles mm. and tell them to expand or contract. Yeah. So yeah, there's uh, there's always some electricity there. It's just a question of how much. So this guy, in like, in a, in a sense, is just just a normal guy. But this one dial is just turned up. Yeah, and and he's learned to control it. He's able to focus his pins and needles. <laughs> yeah, the power of pins and needles. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's that's how I kind of see it. I mean, that, yeah. that's how we interpret it. Yeah, but maybe maybe that's that's like the electricity running through us, it. like it's sparkly. Okay, so I guess if, I guess they're, they're not freaks. If they can do extraordinary things and abilities, we should all get freaky. <laughs> All right. Each of us has the potential, the innate, inherent, deeply seated potential to be a freak. So embrace your inner freak. I think that's the message we want to convey. Just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> your freaky self. Get freaky. All right. Cool. So my name's Kurt Robinson. And my name's Aaron Battle. We're the Paradise Paradox. So head on over to our website, theparadiseparadox.com, and you can have a look through our old episodes and, and watch them while you're in your underwear in the comfort of your own home. Then head on over to YouTube, press like, press subscribe on YouTube so we come up on your YouTube feed. You're ready to receive that burst of freaking ass knowledge whenever you go on to youtube.com and then yeah press press like on our videos or press dislike leave us a comment tell us what you think on our, on our website or on youtube so we get feedback establish that mental connection just like a telepathic connection between Nkisi and, and amy montragon or whatever her name was um head on to facebook press like and hover over the like button press get notifications because that's going to mean that every time we post something loopy that makes your head do backflips it's going to be jammed right into your face uh, entering your consciousness through the symbiotic relationship the sick codependent relationship that you have with facebook head on over to itunes press press subscribe on itunes uh, while you worship the dead body of steve jobs and head on over to pocket casts as you worship the don't be evil google monolith inside your own bathroom and press subscribe on pocket cast if you use android then go on to donate don't the paradiseparadox.com because that's going to mean you can help us out in a way that's beyond spiritual beyond freaky beyond a superhuman ability because that's going to mean that you can give us a little bit of money because we we do appreciate that uh not just because it's money the money's good money is practical it's also a symbol it says something to us it's an important communication that you're willing to put your money where your mouth is because i know you're a big advocate 
for the Paradise Parrots and you spread it all over to your friends and you paint it on, on your walls at school uh, using chalk and, and everything like that. So I know that you love us. <laughs> so show, show us exactly how much you love us by giving us a little bit of money. Uh, one, USD, one USD suggested donation per episode that you like. So head to donate.theparadiseparadox.com and do that. Donate.theparadiseparadox.com Com. And thank you so much for doing that. Now, if you're going to buy something off Amazon, especially if you're in the United States, you can do us a favor, show us a, a bit of support, head on over to theparadiseparadox.com. You see at the top, there's a shop Amazon link, and you can also see a couple of ads there on, for Amazon um, suggested books that, that we uh, think you should read or movies. Um, so have a look at those. Head on over, just just click on through to Amazon, have, have a look through there and see what you like because it's just going to mean that we receive a little commission for everything you buy. And so that, that helps us out a lot as well. Then the last thing is Twitter. So follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble. And I'm at Battle AZ. Cool. So Send thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Send us something cool. Tell, start a conversation. Interact with us. We're like we're real human beings and not robots from the 17th dimension. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Peace. Once again, the ship, the intergalactic, interterrestrial, interstellar ship of the Paradise Paradox has transported you through time and space to experience another amazing, mind-blowing, synapse-tantalizing explosion of funky goodness. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us of the journey into the light and through the black hole to the other side. Remember to check on the show notes at www the paradise paradox.com slash four three that's the paradise paradox.com slash 43 thanks guys we'll talk to you soon